Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio, presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Score! Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. The NFL Week 4 card, by far the toughest that we've seen. The books have a sample size of a few games on all the teams. There's more questions about injuries than ever before. Very impactful players. So uh, it's tough. It's a challenge to uh, try and figure out which sides that we like here for week number four. But we have guests. We have smart people that we like to bring here on early odds to help us figure things out. So we reached out to friend of the show, Connor Allen, 444 football. He's got the uh, Move the Line podcast twice a week with Ryan Noonan. Follow Connor on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. What's up, Connor? Not too much. Not too much. Just crazy slate of games here coming up this week. Uh, I don't know what to do with a lot of them, but I think hopefully we can you know unpack some of them throughout the show here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We could uh, throw, bounce some ideas, maybe to help each other. But are you in agreement with my opening statement there that that this is really tough and the book suddenly figured out where most of these teams are at and, the, and these spreads seem to be really tight? Oh, yeah. I mean, right now we're looking at, I think it's 13 of 16 games. The spread is within three and a half points. There's only one favorite of over a touchdown this week, which is the Packers at home against the Patriots. And even then, the Patriots looks like Mac Jones might play as of today. So who knows? Let's jump there. We'll start with uh, the chalk in Survivor, the biggest favorite on the board. I find this matchup at Lambeau absolutely fascinating, actually. Uh, Packers and Patriots, okay. The New England squad has not covered a point spread. We have a, a downgrade here. Brian Hoyer is on an 11-game losing streak. So that's grabbing headlines, but he is covering the number. He's covered the number in eight of his last 11 starts. I believe the last time he won a game, he was actually wearing a Bears uniform. Green Bay on the other side. Rodgers is not pushing the ball down the field. The way that they're, they should attack New England is running the football with Jones and Dylan. He's still trying to figure out which receivers that he trusts. He has by far the lowest air yards per attempt. So we see that with Rodgers, just not, not going to push it too much. And, and you can run on new England. I, I like the defense, but they're 31st in the NFL in rushing success rate. You know, Judon's getting to the quarterback Dietrich wise with four sacks to open the year. I think Belichick runs the hell out of the ball and you can run on green Bay and the clock's going to go tick, tick, tick. And they're going to keep this game close, at least single digits. I've got the Pats covering uh, here with the number. What do you think, Connor? 
No, I agree. And I think the point about New England running a lot makes a lot of sense here. Green Bay defensively, 23rd in run EPA per play, 27th in explosive run rate allowed, especially if Brian Hoyer's starting and even a banged up Mac Jones. I don't see how they're just going to decide to air it out and really like spread the ball out because that just doesn't make sense when matching up against Green Bay team that we've seen get beat here on the ground uh, in multiple weeks. So I like them, the New England team, to really focus on the run and try and keep that game close. But as you mentioned on the other side here, New England, their run defense has not played all that well either. And Green Bay has a pretty dominant running game on their side. So even with Rodgers maybe not having as much of a passing game going this year, yeah. uh, Romeo Dobbs, rookie, you know, stepped up in a big way last week, kind of in a, a more featured role. And I think that that probably continues, but that's not enough to carry a passing game. So I think it'll stay close, probably within the nine and a half, but it's not something that I'm personally playing. Not something that I love here. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have New England in my contest. Connor not going there. You know, you're in Chicago, so why don't we just stick with the NFC North? Because this is interesting. The level of quarterback that the entire division is going against is just brutal. We'll get to Bears-Giants in a moment, but we've got the London game tomorrow morning. Around this time tomorrow, they're going to be set uh, to kick it off between the Vikings and the Saints. Big-time injury news in this one. Jameis Winston's doubtful in the NFL. If you say a player is doubtful, they're not playing. They might as well just say he's out. So we're going to see Andy Dalton on the field for New Orleans going up against Minnesota. And Andy Dalton's not going to have their best receiver either. Michael Thomas, they said he's out. They made Alvin Kamara questionable. So injuries are a problem for New Orleans. It's a late comeback last week for the Vikings. Haven't seen much from Justin Jefferson over the last couple of weeks. Where you sit with Vikes Saints? Yeah, I also think it's notable, too, that I believe Minnesota traveled a little bit later in the week than New Orleans, mm -hmm. uh, which I believe is a disadvantage. I think that most of the teams, uh, you should travel pretty much as early as possible, kind of get used to the time change, you get your body clock right. Um, and this New Orleans team, their defense has played, played pretty strong despite some losses. I mean, eighth right now in EPA, 10th in DVOA so far. And this Vikings offense has really been all over the place. Week one, they looked incredible. The next few weeks, not quite as strong here, just sitting 20th in pass EPA per play. So I know that everyone's penciling in the Vikings right now to be a great play, but I'm a little bit concerned here. I think that the Saints, even with Andy Dalton there, are able to have some success on the ground against the Minnesota run defense that has been, you know, thoroughly gashed this season. So I, I would lean towards the Saints here, uh, especially if this line gets even more inflated. Yeah, I'm I'm concerned. My co-hosts on BetQL Daily convinced me to, to approve a Vikings play in Survivor. I don't know, with the unpredictable nature of these London games, that worries me some. Right now, the Vikings... Uh, strongest aspect on offense is actually their run game. And people were thinking with KLC, it's all about the pass game. Uh, not so much. Number one in the NFL and rushing success rate. What does the Saints defense do? They shut down the run. They've been doing that for years. And then your most explosive player, Justin Jefferson, he's going to oppo Marshawn Lattimore. So matchup wise, and the Saints are 0-3 ATS. You know that's not going to continue. I I don't know. I'm a little I'm a little concerned about backing the Vikings. I don't think it's an auto play that you go against Andy Dalton uh 100%. Yeah, and and the point about Justin Jefferson's great too. In week 1, we saw him lined up against like, you know, essentially Green Bay's linebacking core and go up go for nearly 200 yards. Then in week 2, we saw Darius Slay. Week 3, he saw Jeff Akuda who's played been playing a lot better as of late. So now he gets Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, just, I mean, a brutal run out for Jefferson. But this Vikings pass offense, if they want to have success, just needs to find a rhythm with Thielen, with Irv Smith, or someone else other than Jefferson. Because otherwise, as you mentioned, the Saints' run D is really tight. and could probably going to lock down the running offense here. So I, I think he probably stays close here. And the Saints maybe even pull out an outright victory.
All right, before we get to the Bears, how about this Lions game? They get Geno Smith. All right. The Lions are going to be favored for the first time in 26 games, and the injury report looks to be brutal. Yesterday they said DeAndre Swift probably out. Amon Ross St. Brown, I don't know, maybe the most explosive player on the field with Swift. He's out. DJ Chark is hobbled. So the Lions are favored by four. It was six early on in the week. We know Detroit can move the football, but the problem is they can't stop anybody. Same thing on the other side. Seahawks can't stop anybody. And Geno hasn't been that bad. I'm talking myself into the Seahawks on the road. Am I crazy? No, I don't think you're crazy. Also, looking at the metrics here for Geno Smith right now, Geno Smith currently leads the league in on-target throws uh, in, among all quarterbacks in the NFL, which is just insane to think about. Now matching up against the Detroit defense, 28th in EPA, 24th against the pass, 26th against the run. Uh, I would say my concern is that Seattle's defense is just so, so bad. Right oh. now, dead last in EPA, pass EPA, 30th in DVOA. So I'm a little bit concerned about that defense here, but with Goff missing some of his biggest weapons here, I think that they go to the ground game. You know, they really try and focus on there. I mean, it might be another one where we're getting like 55, 60 plays a pop from both teams here. And, you know, this game is like the first game done uh, among all our early <laughs> slate games. It feels like the perception is that the drop off from Swift down to Jamal Williams isn't that much because people see Williams get carries inside the red zone. I'm not buying into that. Where Where are you? I mean, I look at Swift and I think he can be or he's maybe already is a top five back. And then Williams, you really got to, it's, it's a big time drop off that stands out to me. And, and one other note that I want to follow up with is where are you on red zone stats where it's a small sample size. Do you look at them being random? And I asked because Seahawks 31st in the NFL red zone at 25%. Do you expect that to, uh, to come up a bit? Yeah, so with the Swift-Jamal Williams part here, uh, I think that Swift is just a lot more multiple than Jamal Williams and a lot more explosive when he's healthy. So Swift is a lot better of a receiver, and they use him that way. So like he's not necessarily just a between-the-tackles grinder. That's more of Jamal Williams' role, and that's what they like to use him in. And I, I've heard multiple times from people you know close to the team that – they love him in the red zone. They love his mentality. Like Dan Campbell's all about those intangibles and, you know, mm -hmm. like what gets people going. And for those of you who watched hard knocks, you know, that's just what he loves. And that's who Jamal Williams is to him. Now I expect him to see a pretty big workload here. That being said, Craig Reynolds is still going to play a good amount. I think that they're both going to mix in on the ground here. So it's not going to be entirely the Jamal Williams show, but yes, definitely. I think a big drop off here, especially just from a, you know, multiplicity standpoint of this Detroit offense and like what they're able to do uh, all together in terms of the red zone here for Seattle, uh, like some teams I, I think regress, you know, like a Denver team, you know, who's been really bad so far in the red zone. Yep. I mean, they're going through some kinks right now. I think that that's a team that could figure it out. They have some talent, you know, Russell, I believe in Russell Wilson, Seattle. I'm not really sure that I believe in this team to kind of get right in the red zone here. Uh, that being said, you know, against Detroit here, I think that if there was a spot, this could be a good place to to do so. So Titans, 86% number one in the NFL. They're going to step back, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah big time. Big time. Colts? Colts minus three and a half? I like the Colts minus three and a half, yeah. <laughs> All right. I do too. I'll see if I can uh, talk my contest partner, Paul Aspen, into putting them in the top five, but I agree. They should uh, even up their record at two and two on the season. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score, my guest, Connor Allen, 444 Football, Move the Line podcast twice a week. Make sure you check that one out. 
All right, we've put off uh, the Bears long enough. <laughs> if people caught your interview with me over the summer, they know that uh, you have faded the Bears in all sorts of ways, including uh, the win total. You have a big position there. Now, the adjusted win total for the Bears is up to six and a half. I know you got it at five and a half a bunch. Uh, you can clarify that in a moment. But with a two and one start and an easy schedule overall, are you at all nervous about your uh, under the win total positions on the Bears? Yeah, so I, I originally my original position was under seven, and then I grabbed under oh. six and a half, and then I played alternate win totals under five and a half, just yeah. kind of trying to maximize that range of outcomes. But I will say that five and a half is looking a little bit tight here, uh, especially with them picking up a win in week one. But I mean, this is crazy, just how they're stringing together these wins. If we look at last week's game against Davis Mills and the Texans here. It took an end zone pick that bounced upwards like uh, from a player's arms. And then another pick late in the game that was a deflection straight into Roquan to set up that Bears game-winning field goal at home against the Texans team that's, I mean, a bottom three roster in the league. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, I have very little faith in them going forward. That being said, there is something that I was definitely wrong about, and that is their run-blocking offensive line. They have a legit good running game. Uh, and that's a what I did not expect them to have any legs to stand on, nothing to lean on in terms of coaching, offensive line, you know, really nothing there. And they ended up, I think they're, they're a legit good running team. So that's something that I think that they can beat some of these other bad teams that they, they face what they play against the Falcons, the jets, uh, you know, they play against a couple bad teams as well. So uh, I'm, I'm a little worried about the five and a half on the win total. What, what interests me about this matchup between the Bears and Giants, and we're stretching, right? We're trying to come up with reasons for people to be interested in this game. <laughs> uh, aside from the Bears being your team, these teams are on very similar paths at the moment. They've got rookie head coaches, inherited quarterbacks, and those coaches are trying to figure out what those QBs are. I think we know on the Daniel Jones side, we think that the Bears don't trust Justin Fields. We'll see how that develops throughout the season. Bad offensive lines in general. You're right about the run game, but as far as pass blocking, really bad. Horrible. No receivers or tight end weapons on either team. It's it's just funny. It's just there are a lot of things that pop to me uh, that make them very similar, and the Giants are favored by three. What do you think? What I keep going back to is that the Giants here love to blitz. Don Wick Martindale, you know, their mm -hmm. defensive coordinator, blitzing right now at the third highest rate in the league. Justin Fields so far ranks second worst against the Blitz, negative 0.6 EPA. Justin Fields so far, 9% turnover-worthy play rate so far. The next closest player in the league has a 5.9%. That's the same difference from the second to the 24th quarterback. So literally, he is taking sacks. He is throwing picks uh, at a, just aggressively high rate. So it's not that they're, they're like, don't want to pass. They've tried. Like There are certain drives where in the Green Bay game, after their initial drive, they came out the next three drives uh, before halftime. They tried to they dropped the drop back seven of eleven plays before halftime. They just gained a total of three yards. So I think that they're focusing on the run here. But that that being said, is that hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If the Giants are just able to load the box, focus on stopping the run, and force fields to pass, I just can't imagine the Giants losing here at home against the Bears team that just doesn't have anything else to stand on besides that running game. And maybe this is the opportunity to Fields to prove himself because, I mean, teams eventually are just going to literally put everyone in the box and be like, beat me. You know, can you do it mm-hmm. or not? Yep. I You're, you're 100% right. That's exactly what we're going to see from that Giants defense. It feels like a tie or just a field goal at the end to decide this one. So I guess I would lean Bears, I don't love it. Here's what I do like in this game. We talked about the run game on both sides. And Saquon, looks like we turned back the clock a little bit. He's got that burst. And you can run on this Bears defense 100%. We've seen it every single week. We even saw it from the Texans last week. 29th in the NFL in rushing success rate for that Bears defense. Saquon, over 79 and a half rushing yards. If you want to look rushing and receiving, because he's part of that game as well, 113 and a half, but I'm going over 79 and a half rushing yards. What are you doing in this one? Anything? Yeah, no, I like that over there. Uh, I might be leaning on a fields under pass attempts here. I think that, I mean, the, the numbers on these are crazy <laughs> low as is, but like, it's oh. just, I, he is the lowest over under from a starting quarterback of passing yards I've ever seen. I, 149 I and a half. I said that yesterday with Bernstein and Holmes. I've never seen a number this low. And they they said his touchdown prop at 0.5. It's juiced to the over, <laughs> but it's not like it's minus 200. It's minus 165 on 0.5 over. Oh, man. That's just insane. It is. All right. Uh, so there are a couple options there with uh, Bears and Giants. All right, Connor, giving you the board outside of the games that we've discussed, what do you love the most? Yeah, so I got two more plays that I I really like here. One will be the Bills-Ravens game. I like that game to go over their total right now. It's it's sitting around 51. Both teams right now, top five in offensive efficiency. Defensive side, both teams continue to deal with some injuries. They're not 100%. I know that the Ravens secondary got back Marlon Humphrey. They got back Marcus Peters. But Mm -hmm. Marlon Humphrey's been playing in the slot a little bit. That's leaving kind of their ends exposed. So I expect one of Gabe Davis or Stephon Diggs to have a massive day. They, They allowed, you know, 42 to the Dolphins. Uh, 26 of the Patriots, the Mac Jones Patriots. You know, he was just dicing them up in the secondary, which is a terrible look. And then on the other side of the ball here, the Ravens, you know, have been doing really well on their own end. 38, 37 to 24 points through three games. Lamar, despite not having a great offensive line, despite not having much of a running game, has really been able to put up points just basically on his own. And uh, I'm willing to bank on that happening again here against a banged up Bills defense that while they're going to play a lot of zone, it might limit some of his rushing ability. I think Mark Andrews is able to kind of sit in between that zone and, and just carve them up pretty much all game. 
Yeah, my, my first thought was Bill's going to bounce back. If we're, we're going to be scoring points here, if we're in a shootout, I'll take the Bills side. But I think you're right. It scares me a little bit. Home dog, Harbaugh in that spot, Lamar in that spot. A lot of smart people I know are on Baltimore. And, and I guess it does make some sense. Looks like Ronnie Stanley's back. J.K. Dobbs has been practicing in full all week. So he's going to start to get more looks. But over seems to be the right play. Any concern about the weather tomorrow? Because we'll have more clarity uh, 24 hours from now. No. So we did some research over at 44 on weather and how it impacts games. Essentially, wind speed does not matter until 20 miles per hour. I was seeing like 15 miles per hour, 20, 20 miles per hour plus quarterbacks yards per attempt drop by like half to a full yard. So that matters. Uh, anything less than that doesn't matter. And then the rain outside of a Chicago, you know, torrential downpour that we saw here in week one uh, rain generally also just, just doesn't matter. All right, Connor, what was the uh, other game that you were teasing us with that you like? Yeah, I, I know it's gross. We've talked about some ugly games here, but that thing that just explains the slate here as a whole. I like yeah. the Steelers here to take care of business against Zach Wilson and the Jets this week. Jets right now, dead last in pass DVOA, total DVOA, and 30th against the pass in EPA. I know Trubisky has largely been disappointing. He has not been uh, good enough, especially given his weapons, but this Jets defense is just so bad, allowing 7.5 yards per attempt and a 67% completion rate. It is now or never for for Mitchell Trubisky. If he can't get it done here, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm thinking about how many times have all of us said that it's now or never for Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> That's uh, like, yeah. I mean, on the score alone, how many times have I said thousands? Oh my I God. Mean, it's <laughs> you know, this would be the seventh time the Steelers are playing without TJ Watt. And if they win, it would be the first time. That that is interesting. That yeah. that's definitely interesting. Uh, I mean, I'm just willing to bet against a guy like Zach Wilson here, who part mm -hmm. of like the bull case and the upside case for Zach Wilson was his playmaking ability, his mobility a little bit to you know be able to make make plays outside the pocket as well. I mean, he's coming off of a knee injury. He's not going to be mobile now against Pittsburgh, who so far in the season, 13th in EPA, ninth against uh, the pass as well. I know they're without TJ Watt, but I think there's still enough pieces there to get the job done against Zach Wilson his first game back uh, from injury. Can I lock in a Zach Wilson pick to Minka Fitzpatrick? Is that prop available? Oh, yeah. if it if it is, we need to bet on it right now. So. Yeah, there is a lot of interesting matchups this weekend with bad quarterbacks. And I'm going to be looking at some interception props, but unfortunately there's a lot of them that are really juiced uh, with some of the poor quarterback play. All right, one more that I want to throw your way. Want to get your thoughts and not something that I was thinking about throughout the week. And I just kind of landed on it in the end. I'm like, okay, this number I strongly disagree with Carolina Panthers are favorite at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Now I am not an Arizona Cardinals guy when they were seven and one, eight and one last year, I was looking for ways to fade them and it worked in the second half of the season. But Matt rule, I mean, bottom line is he's a bad coach. Should he be favored? Baker is playing like a, bottom three quarterback along with Justin Fields uh, right now. His numbers are horrendous, QBR, bad ball rate, EPA plus CPOE, composite, whatever you want to look at, whatever metric, Baker has been terrible. So can the Arizona Cardinals offense do enough? I think so. I, I know the Cardinals defense is horrendous and maybe Carolina puts a little bit on the, on the board here. Uh, Christian McCaffrey wasn't practicing most of the week. They make him questionable. I think he's going to be out there, which would be big for the Panthers, but I, I just see cliff in a spot when he's not going against a better coach 
I'm more willing to trust him, and I'm getting him as an underdog. Am I insane for backing Arizona? No, I don't think so at all. And this is actually one of my favorite teaser legs of the week because you can tease yeah. this through the three and the seven to get it to like eight and a half in some spots. I mean, it's seven and a half in others. That I love that there as well because, as you mentioned here, Baker Mayfield, dead last and on-target throw percentage is just 56% of his throws being on-target so far. Also, horrible against the Blitz. And despite the, the Cardinals' defense not being very good, uh, they blitz at a pretty high rate. And so I think that's going to be a big problem here. Uh, against a guy like uh, Baker Mayfield, who has just really been struggling. His footwork is a disaster. His you know accuracy has been a disaster. Uh, I don't know what's going on with him, uh, but I'm willing to fade that. So I, I don't love the Cardinals, but I think that as an underdog, they should be able to win here. And I like them a lot as, as one of my favorite teaser legs of the week. Connor, I think that's key, what you just wrapped up with there. Uh, I think that's the big thing on this week. We started with talking about how tight the lines are. Unders have been hitting. So totals are down. We have low totals, tight point spreads. Is this just a teaser week? I think so. I mean, I, I think like a team like Denver against the Raiders, teasing oh, them it. up to above like seven and a half. I mean, they, that's called, you know, for those listeners out there newer to betting, it's called a Wong teaser, teasing both through the three and the seven key numbers. Uh, you know, obviously shop around for the best juice, but anything at like minus 120 or better, Really, really like that this week. It's not perfect. It's not Wong teaser, but there are a lot of threes out there. Three to nine. Do you hate that? No, I don't. I don't, I don't hate that either. I think that there's there's so many good options. I mean, you, yeah. you could build literally like a four to five leg teaser that I think is a good look. And normally that's like a super fishy thing to do. But I, I really do think that there there is multiple ways to get there this week. Just kind of by teasing some of these teams through the you know through the seven at least. Yeah, sides are tough with the tight spreads. Totals are tough with some of the weather that we're going to see on the East Coast. But uh, we, we gave the people some options, but I think I think we hit on it there at the end. Teaser is the best way to attack week number four. That's Connor Allen, 444 Football, Move the Line podcast. Follow him on Twitter for all of his great content. At Connor Allen NFL. Uh, Connor, appreciate your time this Saturday morning here on Early Odds and, you know, the people are kind of hoping that you're wrong about your Bears plays, but I think you're going to be okay at, at the very end of the season. Yeah, just uh, save the hate mail for after the season. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you having me on here, Joe. You heard a few of them, but I'll tweet out my official Super Contest plays, favorite five against the spread. Off to a solid start this season with a 10-5 and five record. So make sure you're following me on Twitter by my name, at Joe Ostrowski. That's at Joe Ostrowski. Up next... Betting analyst Pam Maldonado shares her favorite looks on today's college football card, including a couple big underdogs to possibly win. This is Early Odds, Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Score listener line is open 24-7-365 and powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Sports Radio 670, The Score. I'm also here Sunday mornings starting at 7 a.m. for BetMGM Game Day with my co-hosts Jason Lacanfora and Devin Caney. All right, to the college gridiron. Spoke with excellent capper Pam Maldonado of Yahoo Sports on BetQL Daily. She has a couple of massive underdogs in a play on Cal Wazoo. Take a listen. 
this is a complete fade against Washington secondary. This defense is absolute garbage for Washington State for the Cougs. They are bottom 10 in opponent passing yards, bottom 10 in opponent completion percentage. Uh, Cal quarterback, Jack Plummer, he's been pretty decent. He's been pretty good. He's coming off his best game, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. And that was against a stronger defense in Arizona. Arizona is not much of a team, but you can rely on their defense to be competitive. And then uh, you have a dynamic offense. When I'm, when I'm talking about taking an underdog, I don't want you to be a one-dimensional they can both pass they can both run they have a running back in Jaden Ott over near 300 rushing yards in the game coming off last week and wide receiver Jeremiah Hunter he's averaging 14 and a half yards per reception so you have a team an offense that can ground it and throw it up in the air Washington's secondary man it was awful last week against Oregon and maybe you're catching them in a look-ahead spot because they got an undefeated USC team next week Pam, Kentucky Ole Miss is an interesting game in the SEC. Kentucky up to number seven now in the country. Will Levis getting a lot of, you know, hype. He might be one of the top quarterbacks picked in the NFL draft. Mel Kuyper has him second behind C.J. Stroud now. They're six-and-a-half-point underdogs in Ole Miss on Saturday. Uh, obviously, the best quarterback is on Kentucky, but Ole Miss has gotten after the quarterback. What do you think of this game? So the, I'm actually interested in making this one of my on my betting card. Um, but the reason why I want to back Kentucky plus seven, the line opened six and a half. It is now at seven. That's a buy on Kentucky for one reason. Ole Miss, if you look at its box scores, two of the three games, they're not putting up points. Zero points scored in one, seven points scored in another. If you are a favorite and you are not putting up touchdowns in the second entire second half of games, well, where do you think the opportunity is going to come for? the underdog to cover a seven point spread they definitely have the opportunity here i know that Ole Miss deep passing defense has been looking pretty good but because of it they have been letting offenses run all over them now kentucky is not a team that runs its offense uh, on the ground but if they are forced into a situation where they have to they have playmakers that can get it done but i'm very concerned about Ole Miss not scoring in the second half as a seven point favorite yeah you got to fade that spot uh, Pam, we see it every week. Some big underdogs win in college football. Double digits, doesn't matter. They come through. And I, I think you wrote about it this week that we have this larger sample size. So we have an idea of, you know, maybe some matchups that could be conducive to some big time upsets. What, uh, what are some teams, some spots to look out for this week where you could see a, a dog pulling off the big upset? You're not going to like it. <laughs> these Why? are really big. These are almost three score underdogs, but I think there's an opportunity. Let's go. For, I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying they're going to come out with the outright win, but to keep it within a three score, absolutely. One of those teams is Colorado plus 17 and a half at Arizona. Who is Arizona to be laying three scores? This is an Arizona Wildcats team <laughs> that went one and 11 last year, but Statistically speaking, Colorado has just played a very tough schedule of opponents. They lost 38-13 to TCU. That's a team that's top 35 in offense, top 30 in almost every category. Week two, they lost 41-10 to Air Force, but it's Air Force, and they're the number one rushing attack in the country and held the ball for 40 minutes. You can't play against that. And then in week three, they lost to Minnesota 49-7. But Minnesota, in my opinion, was a Big Ten title contender coming into the season. And their top two best defense in the country. And then they lost to UCLA, who we were just talking about. And they had a lot of turnovers in that game. But now you get an Arizona team that is perhaps a little inflated because they're 2-2 two and two in the season. And one of those wins was against an FCS team. And you can't trust this Arizona offense. They actually were a three-score favorite twice in the last two seasons. Barely mm -hmm. came out with a win in both of those. And it almost was upset. And they're 0-2 against the spread. Um, I also like 
I, uh, scary. The Minutemen, UMass, plus 20 against Eastern Michigan. Now I do potentially like UMass to come out with a underdog win here. Yeah, I'm going to say it. plus 770 on the money line. It's because UMass is a run-only mm. offense, and they're actually top 30 in the country. And Eastern Michigan, they gave up five yards per carry to an FCS school, seven and a half yards per rush to Arizona State, and 200 yards to Buffalo. And Eastern Michigan is 92nd against the run, having faced three FBS teams that are 94th or worse in rushing offense. And now you get a top 30 offense coming from UMass, but it's the quarterback that I'm really intrigued in. It's Capriati. He is a mobile quarterback. He himself has 242 rushing yards on his own, in addition to a running back in Merriweather who had, in this matchup last year, rushed for 144 yards against Eastern Michigan, and they lost 42-28. to 28. And Emu is also a team that win di- triple-digit favorites in the last two seasons. Did not cover, barely came out with the win. I like it, Pam. Hit one of those, and uh, we'll all be very happy. Pamela Maldonado of Yahoo Sports on BetQL Daily. Check out the podcast for the entire conversation. But after you listen to Jim Miller, I'm told he has NFL futures ideas so let's see if I love him or hate him. That's next. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Welcome back on into Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Sports Radio 670 The Score hanging out with you every Saturday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. And joining me every Saturday morning at this time is Jim Miller of Hawthorne Racecourse Weekly Contributor. We hit on the NFL. He gives you some pony winners, which uh, we have been on a roll for quite some time with Jim. Normally, we start with Survivor. I don't want to start with Survivor. I'm not. I'm not. If I have a run, I'm not going to be able to make the year. Every pool I'm in, it's at least seventy five percent out. The stress has been weighing on me. I know you're thinking, oh, you're you're such an idiot. You should be happy that you're in. You're still part of this. But this week in particular, it's tougher than any week. And I, maybe people heard us say the same thing last week. But last week, at least I had one. I had one that I loved, and it was the Cincinnati Bengals, and I pushed all my chips in on the Bengals. This week, I, I don't know. I really don't. I can make a case against every single team, so it could be chaotic. I don't want to start there. Uh, you've got some ideas for team plays that you're yep. taking a look at. I have no idea what you're going to say. So <laughs> let's let's talk through this. What are you thinking as far as NFL futures? Then it's all based off the shifts, show that have happened over the course of the first three weeks of the season. Okay. First off, let's start with the beloved. The Bears are 2-1. and one. You know I have been anti-Bears all season long. Yeah, and it's not it. for the fact that I don't like cheering against the Bears. Oh, you hate I just don't feel they're that good Okay, yet. They're two and one right now. Mm-hmm. You search around. I made this play at the start of the season. I may double up on it here. Worst <laughs> record in the NFL. Okay. Worst record in the NFL at the start of the season was anywhere from seven and a half to one to nine to one. Right now, you can get 20 to one on the Bears to be the worst team in the NFL. Mm. It probably means they can only win, what, maybe one more game, two more games, and that's it. But look at their schedule. I don't know how they won last week, but Joe, 20 to 1 is kind of an appealing number on a team that we don't have high hopes for. How are their odds the same as the Lions for worst record? Because the Bears have one more win? It's insane. You look at the offensive numbers, the Lions are a top five, top six offense in the league so far. 
I don't think it's going to suddenly change. Problem is for them, they can't stop anybody. Right. So you're saying is there value there? Where where did we start at eight to one at the beginning of the year? Started at eight to one, then it trickled okay. up to ten to one. Now we're at twenty. For the Bears to be in the mix for a worst record, I think you can only win one more game. Yes. Now you're jumping in on a twenty to one odds, and we've got to wait for this to pay off until January eighth, probably. Right. Uh, but you'd probably you might know beforehand if you're out of it. Here's the thing. Daniel Jones this week, Carson Wentz on a Thursday night game, October 13th. Is Mac Jones going to be back at New England? I don't know. It might be Brian Hoyer, who's the biggest underdog of the day for New England. Mariota looks pretty good. It it might be Zach Wilson still when the Bears play them in the New York Giants in week 12. I see a lot of bad quarterbacks. I think there's more than one win here, Jim. I think the odds should be better for a two-and-one team and such a soft schedule. It doesn't appear that the schedule's being taken into account. I don't think you're getting enough value, I'll be honest. Okay, and that's fine. Still, 20-to-1 on a team that you yeah. don't have a whole lot of high hopes for. We'll see what happens. I'll take 20-to-1 odds on a lot of things, horses, anything. So we'll so see. You, All right. So you're saying the Bears lose today. If you're making this bet, because yes. think of the value you're getting if the Bears win. And then you go to Minnesota, which will be a much tougher game. The Bears go to three and one. Like these odds are going to get much longer. So oh, you're they'll be forty. They'll be forty to one at least. Yeah. If, so if you're making this bet today, you have them losing tomorrow. Yes. Hey. I may be completely wrong. We may, we yeah. may be talking next week, and the Bears are three and one. Doesn't mean they had a good season because they could right. end up with five wins. Just five wins is not going to give you worse record in the NFL. No, no, no. Three, three, maybe four. Probably maybe. three though. Okay, so here's the team. We just mentioned the Bears 20 to 1 worst record. Team at 22 to 1 for worst record is the Raiders. Okay, they're 0 and 3 right now. Let's flip it the other way, though. Mm-hmm. I think the Raiders can still make the playoffs. The Raiders are 4 oh. to 1 to make the playoffs right now. The Bears are 5 to 1 at some locations to make the playoffs. Come on, the Raiders definitely have a far better chance to make the playoffs than the Bears, don't you think? The top of the AFC is not as strong as everybody seemed to think. Right. So, yes, Buffalo. Yes, Kansas City, even though they're both coming off losses from week number three. But I think the the top of the NFC is closer to the rest of the AFC than people realize. Because there are teams like the Chargers. Everything is falling apart. The Denver Broncos look like a complete disaster offensively and we'll see how long it takes before they can start to figure things out the baltimore ravens defense is horrendous horrendous lamar has been unbelievable can he keep it up for an entire season he's gonna have to if they want to remain in the mix and is he gonna stay upright yeah so my, my point is that there might be some playoff spots up for grabs that people were not expecting that even if you're out of the gates coming out here with a poor start, even though you're 0-3, could they make the playoff? Well, there, there's time. There's going to be time. I think most of us figured, well, the bottom of the NFC playoff picture is going to be ugly, 9-10 wins, and you're in. Well, maybe that's going to be the number 10 wins over yep, on the 10. AFC side. Yep. But part of me is also wondering, Josh McDaniels, is he really a good coach? 0-3, that gets the headlines. What doesn't get the headlines is they're not that bad. They right. were three close games, three one-score games, three losses, and they're minus 13 in point differential. I see the value. 
I understand where you're coming from, and I like them tomorrow, uh, which I assume you do if you're going to be making oh, this yes, playing. For sure. At plus 400, I think that's a good bet. The other teams around them to make the playoffs, Commanders, Bears, Panthers, Steelers, I don't see it. But I no. could but I could see it with the Raiders. Yeah, I could see it with the Raiders as well. All right, so Joe, we talk about plus 400 on the Raiders to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Let's go to a team that's 1-1-1, one, one, and, one, and it's still even money for them, all the way up to maybe plus 115 to win the division. That's the Colts. It's a division with the Jags, Titans, and Texans. What do you think about the Colts? I actually think there's still value on the Jaguars. I'm buying into the turnaround. I'm buying into bringing professionalism down to Jacksonville, Florida. I can't wait to see this game between the Eagles and Jaguars. It's the Doug Peterson game. It's strange. I know there's so much time left, but I think there's still a little bit of value. It's not the same value that you had before the season started when they were plus 750 in the offseason, but you can still find the Jaguars at plus 225. I see the steps. He might be the only real quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, from that draft class that yes, was supposed yes. to be so great. I mean, Trey Lance might be a bust. Joseph Fields might be a bust. Zach Wilson could go right along with them. I like the Jaguars. I think there's still value in the Jaguars. I would rather take the Jaguars at plus 220, plus 225 than the Colts at even money. But maybe right. I'm overreacting to the first few weeks. I will say Titans out, Texans out. It's one of these two teams. It's the two-team race, exactly. All right, so here's your last one. And this one is going to get a little more over the top for you. But again, we're looking for value. All right, it's a team with a 1-2 and record that has a plus-10 point differential. Mm -hmm. And they've lost to the Bears this season. The San Francisco 49ers, the Jimmy G-led 49ers. Here's the two odds that popped out to me, Joe. 12-1 to to win the NFC, 25-1 to to win the Super Bowl. Is there any value in either of those? I don't know what to do with this team. I don't know, man. They have talent. Jimmy G looked terrible on Sunday night, but I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because that is a top-flight Broncos defense and a very tough place to play early on in the season at mile high. There's been some explosion in the passing game. They have a phenomenal defense. If he stays healthy, I think Nick Bosa is your defensive player of the year. Yes. And you could yes. find him this week at 14 to 1. It's going to be Parsons or Bosa. Uh, that Bosa, if both of them end up staying healthy. Here's the thing is there value? Yes, there's value. It went from 20 down to 25 to 1. I still believe in Shanahan most of the times, but other times they also end up questioning him. But they have the talent. Man, you could see it later in that game without Trent Williams. That was really hurting the offensive line against that Broncos front. Yeah, I see the value because I've got questions about all the other teams at the top. The Eagles are going to be flying high all season, but I don't know if they're real. Are they going to be more like the Titans last year who had the one seed than they they bounced early? They could be. Look at their schedule. Where's the next loss? Where's the first loss? I'm not sure. It might be a very long time. And I'm not trying to take anything away from them. They've got a ton of talent on the field. Their corners are phenomenal. Eagles, and then you look at the other top teams in the NFC. You know, flying under the radar, the reigning champions. How crazy is that? Nobody's talking about the Rams at all. The Rams aren't even favored this week against the Niners. Yeah. 
Uh, I think Shanahan will figure it out. Kittle's getting healthy. He got back on the field last week. We saw J- Jimmy G's taking this team very far in the past. Yeah, I'll, bu- I'll buy into what you're selling on the Niners. I'm with you. I do think they're going to end up winning that division. I'll take two and two with you any day then. I'm good. I'm good with that yeah. for those plays, Joe. Okay, very good. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, The Score. My guest, Jim Miller. Um, I pushed off the conversation on Survivor. Do you have anything to share? Because I don't like anybody. I've used Green Bay in about half of my spots. So there's that. You could, If you yeah. want to go the easy route, that's going to be the most popular play of the week. Eagles-Jags, second biggest spread. It's a Doug Peterson game. Scares the hell out of me. Chargers-Texans, that's up there. Davis Mills actually plays well at home, and the Chargers are missing everybody. That scares me. Detroit Lions, explosive on offense. Seattle actually has been at times. How much do you trust them? They blew last week a nope. uh, a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. Like That's worrisome. I don't know what I'm going to do, man. What, what would you do? If you have multiple teams and if you expect things to kind of revert to the norm and extend out to, say, 13 weeks, 14 weeks, 15 weeks, you're only going to get one shot to use the New York Giants. <laughs> do you use them this week at home against the Bears? Uh, Montgomery likely out. Yeah, it don't matter. You're at home. You're in New York. Yes, Khalil Herbert was great last week. Yes, it could be a very ugly game. But still, is this the time that you make that move? Because you're not going to get another chance to use them all season long. <sighs> they were on my list of three this week. I wrote three teams down that I haven't used that I could go. And I'm not, I'm not counting the Packers. The ones that I've not used the Packers, I'm probably going to use the Packers. Yep. But I'm mostly looking at Chargers, which I just mentioned, the problems there. The Lions are on the list and the Giants made the list. They made the list, <laughs> though, because list the list at. sucks. It That's is so hard scary. this week. That's why it they is. made the list. It is. It's a scary week. I, I don't know. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'll be taking different teams different teams i listen if you have the packers use the packers people i don't know yep. to tell you. you use them at least this we said week. time and again survive in advance you have to when 75 percent of the pools knocked out yeah and w- would you be shocked if the patriots went there and won not at all yeah I know. it's the nfl we just saw the chargers get blown out hey, against me, the jags in, in your defense saquon looks awesome man he looks like he is back most yards after contact in the NFL. This is going to be a, a strong run game versus a strong run game. I'm not trusting Mitchell Trubisky laying points no. against the Jets. No. Kidding me? I can't believe he's still the quarterback over there. Want to take Cooper Rush to go 4-0? To no. Start his career in a divisional matchup? No. It's brutal, man. It's brutal. <laughs> We're going to be above 80%, maybe 90% in all survivor pools after one month. How about that? That's crazy. And the questions yeah. that are going to come from people are, are you doing another one? When's another one coming? That's going to come from everywhere. Don't, it's already happened. It happened after yeah. week one. Yeah. Don't ask. You got knocked out. Wait till next year. <laughs> I, I don't have the time. All right, Jim, what about the horses today? How are we making some money? All right. We have a great card at Hawthorne today. The Hawthorne Derby is taking place today. So three horses to bet at Hawthorne across the board. Race number five, bet the eight. Lucy's Cakes Fly. Across the board, good on the turf for a top barn. Race seven is the Hawthorne Derby. In this spot, bet the six, encourage across the board, two for two on the turf. And then in race eight, bet the nine, El Asesino across the board. Best races have come over this track. Very good. Jim Miller, Hawthorne Race Course, weekly contributor right here on Early Odds. 
Jim, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Good luck with all your wages, all right? You got it. You too, Joe. Hopefully you can survive in advance, my friend. Jim Miller, Connor Allen, and Pamela Maldonado with us over the last hour on Early Odds. Tomorrow morning right here on The Score, BetMGM Game Day, yours truly, NFL insider Jason LaConfora, and Devin Caney, we get started at 7 a.m. Download and subscribe to the VetQL Daily Podcast. New content five days a week. Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw is next. Cash those tickets and keep it locked here on 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.